0: getting you ready for the day in sports betting this is point spread sunday on v the sports betting network
2: oh it's a great day to be alive and it's a great day to be a better welcome inside the v studios here from the south point hotel and casino it is point spread sunday and folks it is Super Bowl Sunday. We have finally made it to the biggest sports betting day of the year. And we will be with you guys for the next two hours, myself and Danny Burke, the host of Rush Hour Weekdays here at V Snow, the host of the Chicago City cast at the network. And it's gonna be an awesome, awesome time as we get you guys set for Super Bowl Sunday. Rams, Bengals, Super Bowl 56 over at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Make sure to tweet at the show. We want to hear from you guys over the course of these next two hours at v Live on Twitter, at Danny Burke 5, at Femia Bebefe. because coming up we have four fantastic guests on the show this morning to help us analyze and break down this game from every angle imaginable. Dan Leach, host of Detroit CityCast in studio in 15 minutes. Will Hill, host of the New York CityCast at the top of the second hour, Holden Kushner, host of the Denver CityCast at 6.15, Daniel Alvari, host of the L.A. City Cast, at 6.30, all of our picks at 6.45. Danny has a play on the side, nothing on the total. I have a play on the side, nothing on the total. However, we've combined for more than 20 props between the two of us, and we will discuss them At 645, Danny's Super Bowl prop shelf, 545. Oh, it is good, and we're going to prop about it. Super Bowl MVP market breakdown in 30 minutes. But first, Danny Burke, how we doing out there in the Windy City, buddy?
3: I'm ready to run through a wall after that. I know you and I were joking around like we've got a a handful of props to say that would be an understatement, right? I think everybody's going to have to take out their notepads, but look, man, I mean, we've been building up to this obviously all season, but more importantly, the last two weeks where we've just been diving and diving in to all these different props and betting angles. And I cannot be more excited to dish them all out with you, buddy.
2: That's why we saying that's why we lift all those weights in the offseason, Danny, is for moments <laughs> like this. And it's today where we play for keeps. And let's get into this game and look at it from a more broad standpoint. Right now, over at Bet Rivers, the Rams, four-point favorites. The juice on both sides, if you want the Rams minus four or Bengals plus four, minus 107. Rams minus 195 on the money line, Bengals plus 170. The total is sitting at 48 and a half, also minus 107 each way on the VIG. Danny, when you look at this, the side or the total, what stands out to you and how we've seen the betting market sort of push-pull kind of all throughout the course of these two weeks leading up to kickoff later this afternoon?
3: Yeah, Femi. So you already kind of teased this, but looking at the total, I'll I'll just throw this out there right away. I think the total is priced very appropriately. Like I really don't have any conviction one way or the other. We saw the initial movement and as high as it opening at 51 at some spots, go down to 48 in the hook hasn't altered. I thought this thing would go back up to like 49, 49 and a half, and it just hasn't swayed. So I think that's priced in the right spot. In terms of the spread, I was waiting, man. I was waiting so long, pretty much until Friday night when I was doing rush hour for the last time during the week to see if this number would move down to either 3 in the hook or I would get a better price on the money line wasn't going to happen. So I kind of took a blurb of what Steve Mackinnon wrote up in the Big Game Betting Guide and I think it's in the past 54 Super Bowls the team that ends up winning covers about over 88% of the time. So with that being said, my whole philosophy has been that I like the Rams in this game, Femi. Mm-hmm. When I look at Cincinnati, they're a fun game. They're awesome. It's easy to root uh, root for Joe Cool and the whole team that's so <laughs> youthful. But I think that's what could also be a downfall to them. When you look at the sport of football, and it's a little bit different than, of course, basketball and baseball in the sense of doing a 180 and winning a championship. Right? Like you could go join a super team and win it in the NBA. You could be like the Royals, who are underdogs, be a wild card team and win the World Series after building up. But football, usually usually have to get to the pinnacle or close to it, fail, and then win. And the Rams Mm -hmm. did that several years back with Sean McVay and a lot of this team and Stafford did that plenty with the Lions. for the Bengals. Well, they're just insanely happy to be here as they should, and they deserve it. But really, I feel like it's the old adage, iron sharpens iron and the Rams losing in the super bowl. McVay having that experience over preparing as he would say for himself, I believe he's ready for this moment. When you look at the Bengals, it's kind of a feeling of, you know, maybe you're playing With house money, maybe they have lightning in a bottle, and at the same time, Femi. You can't almost make that argument because they have done so well and they came back at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. So, again, I'm not trying to discredit it. I just feel like the Rams are better suited for this moment and they can counter any talent that the Bengals are going to throw out there. And we know in the battle of the trenches, which is oh so important, the Rams have the advantage. So, I laid four with the, uh, Los Angeles in this spot. I ended up pulling the trigger.
2: Yeah, I mean, that handicap makes sense there because you look at this Cincinnati Bengals team, they've been outgained in every single playoff game, whether it be mm-hmm. Total yards or yards per play. And despite all the timely turnovers that they've been able to come up with on defense, Joe Burrow, making those game changing plays, those scrambles on that third down there, they've been able to kind of tip the scale in their favor, but the metrics show that this team is not necessarily an elite team. Now they're here, like you mentioned. So we have to give them their credit and take them seriously in this game. But it's one that I think that on the surface, it looks like the Rams are the team that is the better-suited team to win this football game. Now, I wanted to ask you this because it's the second year in a row, Danny, where we've seen a team play the Super Bowl in its home stadium. How much of home-field advantage do you think was factored into this number of four, or do you think that this is just maybe the betting market thinking that from a power ratings perspective, the Rams are just four points better?
3: I think it's more so the latter, right? I mean, we always kind of joke about Los Angeles, not really having that strong of a fan base to begin with and LA teams. What I mean, it's the Lakers and Dodgers, and then whoever is good at the moment of time, that's who we'll choose to root for. But the Rams were also kind of shaky during the regular season. And I remember seeing videos when the Rams first moved out to LA first got into the super bowl against the Patriots when they had that game winning kick when Zerline did against the Saints, And there was like a video of people in a bar and there was like two people clapping. And it's just like, I just don't think it's as big if as a home field advantage as another stadium would be. And nowadays we don't factor it in as much on a stadium to stadium basis. There are, outlying factors. Like you look at Arrowhead stadium, obviously in Seattle. I mean, you're so familiar with the Seahawks and mm-hmm. their home field, but I, I just don't think SoFi really is, especially at this big of an event where you're just going to get a bunch of celebrities and all, you know, the high class people who can afford it, probably not the nitty gritty diehard fans. So I don't think it's factored in too much, but I mean, I'll ask the same to you. How much do you think that, that has swayed the betting market if at all?
2: I'm not sure if it swayed too much uh, in terms of factoring it in. I would say maybe half a point or so just sure. because they get the advantage of being able to sleep in their own beds all throughout the week. Right. Now I believe that they were sequestered at a hotel last night to remove all sorts of distractions, but at least the week leading up, it didn't feel like all the hoopla you at least had a more, normal week than what the Cincinnati Bengals had of traveling out to L.A. early on and dealing with that heat. It's supposed to be, I believe, 80-something degrees out there in L.A. In Cincinnati, I'd imagine it's probably in the 30s, so it's definitely a uh, step up in temperature for the Cincinnati Bengals here, but I think that's more so just the comfort of being in their home kind of area and not having to do all the travel logistics and all that stuff there. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe, talked about how that was an advantage, even though the crowd perspective really wasn't something that factored in to that game, but just the routine aspect of the Super Bowl because it's such a weird and just crazy week with all the hoopla surrounding the game that any sort of normalcy that you can find, you're going to cling to that. And I think the Rams do have the advantage in that regard here. But I wanted to ask you here about just the first half. I want to break down the first half line because you're on Rams minus four. Well, over at Bet Rivers, the Rams are laying two and a half minus 121 in the first half. If you want the Cincinnati Bengals, it's plus two and a half at even money. The Rams, they have – NFC title game aside, have tended to start fast in these playoffs. And under Sean McVay, they have a really good script. Would you be interested in laying under a field goal with this Rams team in the first half?
3: Yeah, if you came up to me and told me you liked the Rams, you didn't want to lay over the key number three for the full game, so instead you're going to go under it for the first half, I definitely would not tell you to go in the opposite direction. I would probably agree with you. The reason that it didn't make the top of my list per se is because this is the ultimate stage here, and Zach Taylor in the past couple of games, especially the last game, got a little bit critiqued for being conservative in that first half against Kansas City. I wouldn't be surprised if you see more of an aggressive approach. Out of him. And I think nerves are a big factor too. Maybe someone on the Rams or someone on the Bengals, whoever it may be, has a turnover and everybody's just jittery or some quarterback's not playing to the height that he typically should be. So I feel like in the first half, anything can really happen. Of course, anything can happen in the full game, but especially <laughs> in the first half more so and then by the start of the third going in to the fourth that's where you're going to see the true team come to fruition who should be victorious so in the first half, I think you could get a little bit more volatility. So for that reason I did stay away, but again Femi, I mean if I were to be handicapping this first half because as you alluded to Los Angeles has been stellar in those first two games, I would look toward the Rams in this area, but again, I, I wasn't in love with it just because I wouldn't be surprised if we see Matt Stafford in another situation where he's trying to climb back because he's done it so many times (laughs) in his NFL career. So ultimately staying away, but would lean toward the Rams.
2: We got about, about 30 seconds left in the segment or so. The first half total over at Bet Rivers, 24 and a half. Knowing what we know about Super Bowls and how they tend to start slow, like you mentioned, the jitters of this, the stage, uh, kind of starting these teams off a little bit slowly, maybe a little bit of interest there on the under. The under right now at Bet Rivers, minus 134 under 24 and a half.
3: Yeah, I think I'd have to bet under there. I like that. You're getting the hook. And just because what you said, starting off slower, maybe everybody's a little bit more conservative and those nerves riling up. I think you got to go under if anything for that spot.
2: Yeah, that's the way I would look as well, because I think this is going to be more of a lower scoring kind of game. The red zone efficiency, I think, is going to be a big thing mm-hmm. in this football game. We're just getting started breaking down Super Bowl 56, but first V-CIN is in the middle of 56 hours of free video coverage on vison.com We have every angle and aspect of the big game covered for you. Following point spread Sunday is the Lombardi line, followed by an exclusive one-on-one interview with Brent Musburger and legendary sports better Billy Walters. This exclusive one our interview is only on vcin then we have you covered all the way up to kickoff with our pre-game coverage and during the game we have our bet cast that will tell you what props are cashing during the game as well as helping make in-game bets VSIN the sports betting network is completely free all weekend long at vSin.com. don't go away we're going to take a quick break the host of Detroit CityCast, Dan Leach, joins us in studio to break down Super Bowl 56. We're rolling along. It's Point Spread Sunday on VSD Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. is point spread Sunday on VSet, the sports betting
2: network. VSet is your number one source for getting ready for the big game this weekend. We have 56 hours of free video coverage on vset.com leading up to our sixth annual live Big Game Betcast. And to make you a smarter better, we have had some of the biggest names to get you ready for the big game. Brent Musburger sits down for a one-on-one exclusive interview with legendary sports better Billy Walters. You can watch the entire interview on vcin.com. Other notable names this weekend include Chris Berman, Danny Trejo, Michael Simon, Pete Rose, and many more. Check out all the interviews on vcin.com. It is point spread Sunday coming to you from the VEASAN studios here from the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi and Bebfe alongside Danny Burke, who's holding things down for us in Chicago. And Danny, to help us get ready for this Super Bowl 56, we touched on it, gave a little preview, set the table, while we bring in our host of the Detroit City Cast. He is Dan Leach, joining me now in studio, bright and early on the West Coast. Dan, you've been here since Thursday. How is Vegas treating you? Listen, I mean, <laughs> Vegas is great on its own.
4: Super- Super Bowl weekend, I just came from Marshmallow, you know, getting mitts to the bathroom. There, there's, a, there's a different energy Super Bowl weekend in Vegas. I mean, it's mm-hmm. always, you know, lit here and, you know, the betting angles and all that kind of stuff. But this weekend, L.A. proximity, all the – you know, the Detroit Rams, by the way, staff I,
2: mean, I saw a, like a store pop up. Yep, up Detroit
4: Rams is one of my friend's <laughs> T-shirt companies. But I'll tell you this, you know, this is where – other than Los Angeles or maybe Cincinnati, even though it's cold, <laughs> this is where you want to be. It's the, the energy is off the hook. I mean, it's just awesome to be in this town on this day. And it's great to be here with you and Danny. Yeah, it's awesome.
3: Dan, all right, man. I already see you got the color on your skin. I know you've been living it up since you were there a couple weekends ago. Um, how many beds have you added since we last talked earlier this week? Do you still have enough cash in your pocket to make those in-game wagers that we were discussing, which I want you to talk about because I think that's a great angle? But uh, how many you got loaded, and then what is that approach once again that you might take with the in-game that we teased on Rush Hour earlier this
4: week? Would it be a problem if I said I had 74 additional wagers? <laughs> I mean, is there, is there a, is, should I like not. cut myself off? Cause you know, I'm 11 years sober, but gambling wise. No, uh, I'll tell you this. This is, you know, we talked about this, Danny and, and Femi. It's, it's one game. It's, it's, it's the biggest game, but it's mm-hmm. one game. You can't go crazy. So I'm sticking with the stuff that I've kind of felt about, you know, confident in for the last couple of weeks. But uh, there's things that I've added as I've, I've been here and I've talked to people and looked into some more different trends and lines moving. Mm-hmm. And I just think that this is going to be a fascinating game. And Danny mentioned, about the in game angle, I'm big on the Rams. I mean, I've been, I, I, this is a team that I think is just better than Cincinnati right now. Not, I, all due respect to the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. I love Zach Taylor. I, I think that, you know, what they've done has been incredible. I mean, they've won as an underdog, say, They've covered seven straight games. But the Rams, to me, just have better, you know, defensive line, better overall team. My guy, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I'm not worried about Stafford gocher I should have. <laughs> My tongue-in-cheek Lions Goachert. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where I think if the Bengals get off to an early lead, which I don't think they will, but, but if they do, there is a great angle to be able to live bet the Rams. Any positive points. You know, the Bengals are the comeback team. They've won all of these sec- won eight and nine second halves, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I just think the Rams, if they're down, they are going to find a way back with that defense with Aaron Donald and Ramsey and everyone else. And my man Stafford is going to get Cooper Cup at least twice, if not three times.
2: <laughs> We're speaking with Dan Leach, host of the Detroit CityCast. here joining us in studio for Super Bowl 56 coverage. as point spread Sunday. Danny Burke, Femi, Bebefe. So you like this Rams team and you like them big on the money line what would a win, because you're a Detroit guy, you've watched Matthew Stafford play for since got to cover year him for 2009, years. and all that's got to cover him, what would a win like this mean for his legacy? Because he's already won three playoff games after not having any on his resume, but a Super Bowl win would really, I feel like, put him in the, the kind of the great class of quarterbacks in the league today. Well, first off,
4: he's one of the most divisive athletes in the history of my city. We have very passionate sports fans. I've been one of, I don't want to say one of the few media members, but covering the team and working for the station that has the lines, you know, rights, holder, that kind of stuff. He's Still a guy that some people think is not that good. They just and now they're even ups, more upset if they're big Lions fans because you know oh he's doing it without the Lions. The, you know it's Steve Stafford stinks. He it was never his problem. He was never his. He wasn't the, the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday a bad game. Sure, I was there when he got benched against Arizona. Did a post game on it. But Matthew Stafford is always been capable of this. I've always called him EOE, Edge of Elite. He's not Aaron Rodgers or Brady or Big Ben or a couple others. He doesn't have to be. What he is is one of the better quarterbacks in the last 30 years in the NFL. He never had the teams around him. There was one year that Le'Veon Bell had 800-yard rushing games. Stafford had 200-yard rushers in like five or six years. So this is a guy that deserves it. He played with broken bones in his back. He played the separated shoulder against Cleveland, the mic'd up thing. I I couldn't be happier for him, what he did for the city, him and his wife Kelly. He's, He's a guy that deserves this moment. Now, Dan, seeing Stafford in
3: this moment, obviously, for you being a diehard Lions fan, is awesome. And just a football fan in general is great. Everything he's had to deal with, first year in Los Angeles, taking the team to the Super Bowl is, is, is just fantastic. Yeah. And we know the Super Bowl MVP award is a lot with narratives. Anything with awards has to do with narratives. But I think you could make the case and the argument for some other players on the star studded LA team that could be worth more of a shot based on value, say a Cooper Cup, someone I jumped in on at about six to one or someone I know you and I both are on Aaron Donald I snagged him at 18 to one you got him at about 15 to one the dude is now down to 11 to one but speak on that a little bit and why despite the quarterback winning it a decent amount of the time I mean way more than a decent amount but why some other players may be a viable option for the Rams in terms of the MVP
4: and it's such a great question Danny and this is where you got to look for value it's all I mean I mentioned it's one game you can't get too crazy but there's a ton of value out there because there's so many bets and and like you said, if the Rams win Matthew Stafford probably 9.5 times out of 10 will be the MVP because mm-hmm. for them to win, he's got to have a good game and he's been solid for weeks now. But And obviously if the Bengals win, Burrow's very likely the MVP as well. That being said, you mentioned Cup, who, who I like. He, I mean, I'll get to a prop that I like with him in a second, but you know, he's got a chance of doing it. But the defense to me is going to be such a factor against Burrow and that Bengals offensive line which had its, has its problems at times. And I just think that Aaron Donald can take over a game. He has wanted this so bad. He worked so hard. And if the defense sacks Burrow, you know, turns him over, causes, you know, Donald causes a sack fumble that could be a big turning point in the game. Uh, you know, I know it's 11 to 1, which isn't the value that me or Danny got it at. Yeah. It's still great value. Stafford plus a block 35. I'm going to pass on that. He's <laughs> my guy. I hope he wins the MVP. But I, I'll tell you, Aaron Donald at 15 to 1, or now down at 11 to 1, still tremendous value. That's the guy I go off the radar. My backup bet if the Bengals win is McPherson at 15 to 1. Got a lot of sharp friends like McPherson. He hasn't missed a field goal yet in the career in the playoffs is crazy so that's the guy i would go with you know down the trough for the Bengals, but i am all want the Rams.
2: so my, my guys here in donald right now at 11-1 you hinted at cooper cup who right now is plus 550 over at bet rivers to be super bowl mvp every team in the league has been trying to figure out how to stop cooper right. cup you don't think that the Bengals will be able to do it. In fact, you have Cup going off in this game. Let the folks know what you're on. Yeah,
4: I respect the Bengals' defense. Hey, listen, they've gotten this team to the Super Bowl, so they're not there by accident. <laughs> but Cooper Cup to me, and I, I love this this prop. I know they boosted it about Rivers. You know, I think he's obviously going to score two touchdowns. And I think they're going to be one in each half. And you get, you know, I, I know it's boosted to five to one, but it's four to one too. Either way, I love that because you got a guy that's likely. I think got a great chance to score two touchdowns. I don't think they're both going to be in the same. Half. He might score the opening touchdown for the Rams and then maybe something in the third quarter or fourth quarter to put it away. I love the value there. And I think Cooper Cup, you know, is going to be a guy that is all respect to the Bengals defense. They will not be able to contain the guy. He's going to be over 100 yards. You know, you look at all the different props for him numbers wise, but touchdown wise, I think he scores two and he scores one early and one late. And then, Dan, I know we got a couple minutes left
3: here, but looking at the other side, I know you love the Rams. I'm with you on that one. But who are some players that you would bank on going off for the Bengals in this game that people could look forward to, maybe an anytime touchdown score?
4: Ja'Marr Chase. I know that you got to kind of <laughs> lay some money with any time. what is it, eight or nine games he scored? Uh, you know, for the Bengals, but this kid is just unbelievable. He's a, obviously a huge freaking reason they're in the game. 13 touchdowns. You see, four almost 1,500 yards, 81 receptions. He's the kind of guy that could break one for 60. 70 yards, and maybe the Bengals are down by 10 or down by 14, and he gets them back in the game, or maybe they go up early because of Jamar Chase on the opening drive. He gets down there and gets a 30- or 40-yard bomb from Joe Burrow, so he's the guy I look at, and I think Joe Mixon, I'm concerned he might get vultured at the goal line, but I think that you know, Burrow might you know run a, a touchdown in from a yard out, but I think Joe Mixon could be a factor if he's able to get some stuff in space. He's able to take over games as well, so those are the two guys offensively for the Bengals, who have. and I like Higgins too, uh, and McPherson is a weapon with his lag, but those two guys, I think, have a real chance of going off for the Bengals, regardless of if they win or lose the game.
2: we got about 40 seconds left. you got a TD prop parlay on your card here, and also, I want to get your prediction for the game and the score. Yeah, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Mixon, and, uh, why am I forgetting the fourth player here?
4: OBJ. OBJ, 25 to 1. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to happen. And for the, the prediction, Rams 34, Bengals 20. Great season, but the Detroit Rams and Stafford get the job done. He gets carried off in the subset. Maybe singing some kid rocker
2: Eminem or something. <laughs> And maybe Eminem will sing to him at halftime for the halftime show. It's not the closest we're going to be to the Super Bowl. Don't don't say that. (laughs) The Rams and the over for Mr. Dan Leach, host of the Detroit CityCast. Dan, we loved having you in studio, man. This has been awesome. I love the energy. Hopefully Vegas treats you well the rest of your time here. Hydrate. Make sure you're ready to go for Super Bowl Sunday. My
4: pleasure and honor. My finest moment in Vegas so far right now, right
2: here absolutely love to hear that it is point spread Sunday we're making dreams come true for everybody listening and watching and also for our good buddy Dan Leach he is Dan Leach host of the Detroit Cast. make sure to catch that podcast when it drops weekly here on the network on the other side Danny and I will break down Super Bowl MVP Dan likes Evan McPherson and also Aaron Donald see who we like on the other side it's point spread Sunday here on The sports betting network
0: for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on VSN, the sports betting network.
2: Bet Rivers has amazing odds boosts for the big game. Your first real money same game parlay on the Super Bowl is risk-free, up to twenty-five dollars. Get a surprise Super Bowl profit boost for an exclusive Super Bowl prop every day for logging in. Visit Bet Rivers Sportsbook today and check out all the options along with exclusive new promotions for sports betters. Must be twenty-one plus. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call one eight or call eight seven seven eight Hope NY or text Hope NY. Four six seven three six, nine. It is Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femia and alongside Danny Burke, who is holding things down for us over in Chicago. And Danny, we just had Dan Leach on, host of the Detroit CityCast. The man brings the energy. I'm sure you can feel the energy two time zones away, but the man just brings the energy and he had some interesting Super Bowl MVP plays as well.
3: Yeah. I mean, anything Dan does on air, it's palpable, right? I mean, the guy's just going nonstop. So he's ready to throw on the shoulder pads and helmet and run through a wall for his guy Stafford. And look, I'm happy that he's on the same side as me with all that conviction, but you're right. Femi. I mean, he had an interesting take with this MVP conversation. And I got to say, I mean, we're in the similar realm of choosing more of a longer shot. And he was discussing Aaron Donald and, you know, he came on rush hour and we were talking about it a little bit, but he makes some valid points. Surrounding Aaron Donald Femi. I mean, especially with the value. Now, at to 01 or so, you obviously miss the boat a tad bit, but if you're still getting double digits with them and you want to get involved, it ain't too shabby. I snagged it at about 18 1 just for the the thought process of look. We saw what the Titans did against his Bengals offensive line. So mm-hmm. you can only imagine what the Rams may be able to do with not only Aaron Donald, but of course a Hall of Famer and Von Miller on that line. And like Dan said too, I mean, this guy's absolutely right ready for it. He's been building for this moment for his whole career. He's arguably the most dominant player in the NFL. So I think it's at least worth the shot. We're not telling you to bet, you know, your same standard unit per se on a longer shot like that for an MVP on the defensive side of things, but maybe you throw some couch money on it, right? Maybe you throw a half a unit because if there is a time for a defensive guy to win it, Femi, I think this is a dude who is good enough and dominant enough to do so and could be the right situation.
2: Yeah, Aaron Donald is the best player in football. So you have that narrative going for you. That's definitely something that's in that favor at 11 to 1 the price isn't the juiciest for a defensive tackle because I'll throw this out for you. A defensive tackle's only won this award one time in Super Bowl history. Now, that player is not was not the best player in the league, so at least Aaron Donald has that going for him and he has a favorable matchup against the interior of that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line here, but it's just to me it feels like there's such a specific outcome and scenario that has to play out as we look at the breakdown of position by position on Super Bowl MVPs that I think the number of 18 to 1 or 20 to 1 that you and Dan got, I think is more palatable for someone like me. But 11 to 1, I think that's when like the party is a little over here and I missed the boat on Aaron Donald. But I wanted to ask you about these quarterbacks who are sitting at the top of the market here. 31 times a quarterback has won Super Bowl MVP. Stafford is the favorite at plus 135, with the Rams being favored in the game. Joe Burrow plus 235. Do you maybe get cute? If you like Cincinnati and take Burrow plus 235 versus the money line, which is around plus 170. 100%. And that's been the sentiment of not only
3: myself, but so many people on this network and I'm sure outside of it for the past two weeks. Because realistically, I feel like 98, 95, somewhere around there percent of the time, if the Bengals are winning this game, the awards going to Joe Burrow. I mean, plain and simple, this guy could be argued to be in the conversation for just regular season MVP. We know that Aaron Rodgers got it. But if we factored in the postseason, I think Joe Burrow could absolutely have a valid argument made his way. He's already won comeback player of the year. We know what Zach Taylor and this Bengals team were not able to do without Burrow. And since he's been fully healthy, well, now they're in the championship game. So instead of just going with the Bengals on the shorter money line price, just take the two dollars Plus odds on Joe Burrow to win MVP. I mean, if you lose it, I think you, you talk about certain things have to happen. Like Jamar Chase has to have the most incredible game to go off. If that's the case, or mm-hmm. Femi, me, I mean, like what Dan was teasing about, and what other people have teased about, Evan McPherson. Maybe he gets six <laughs> field goals from like fifty plus, and then he comes through. But otherwise, realistically, it's going to be Joe Burrow, and I think you should do that instead of the Bengals money line if you like that.
2: Well, it's funny that you brought up the kicker, Evan McPherson, who had bet rivers right now is 50 to one to win Super Bowl MVP. Danny, this is getting out of control. I, I don't know what we're doing here with the guy is a kicker. Now I get that he's money max shooter McPherson. Uh, we, we had a Bengals uh, voice of the Bengals on yesterday on betting across America. He called him Evan McFearless. Like, like the narrative around Evan McPherson is so big and he's an excellent kicker. One of the best in the league, but this guy's going to be on the field for about what 15 plays or so the entire game like I don't see how the writers would vote for Evan McPherson even though everybody loves him and he has a cool story and all that stuff but like 50 to 1 is way too short for me to get involved with a kicker just because he's not having much impact on the game and then there's Joe Burrow sitting right there who everybody loves but also touches the ball every single play on offense.
3: Bemi mean, you're right I mean look you could argue there's value because it's 50 to one but realistically for a kicker 50 to one is not that solid value <laughs> because he was at like 150 to one when this thing opened and I kind of joked about it on the first Monday after the championship week and I was like hey maybe you could entertain McPherson at 150 to one because he is a main reason why they are here and that's true and he look he could be a main reason why they win this game but like you said I mean could you actually imagine the writers writing down his name saying yeah let's give it to to this kicker. I just find it <laughs> so hard to believe. And who knows if he'll even be consistent in this game. I mean, he is a rookie, the highest stage. I mean, the dude's been incredible. So I hope he does well because I got a prop involving him, which we'll get into later. Mm. But you're right, Femi. Mean, I mean, even if he was still like 75 to 1, 100 to 1, at the most, maybe you're throwing like five, 10 bucks on it. But if you really want to have the quality over quantity type of Super Bowl bets, McPherson is not going to be the guy, although it would be fun and incredible.
2: Now, I know a lot of recreational betters, they love the long shots. They love the plus money. Matthew Stafford, plus 135, makes sense since he's the quarterback of the favored team. But Cooper Cup is going to draw a lot of attention, in my opinion, just because he's the offensive player of the year. He won a lot of people, their fantasy football leagues, plus 550, any value on Cup to win MVP.
3: Yeah, cup was my guy that I selected along with Aaron Donald, more of a legit selection in my eyes. I took him at about six to one, still think he's worth the play at plus five fifty. We talk about guys who could arguably be the MVP of this league and Cooper cup was actually in the conversation for a majority of the season, at least the latter half of it, Femi. And, you know, realistically it's a quarterback award, so he really was never going to have the advantage, but he's breaking records and he's just so consistent. That's the thing. I mean, Matt Stafford's been very violent this season. And that's why there's been some uncertainty with not only him, but the Rams, but you know who has been dominant every single game. It's been Cooper cup. Mm -hmm. And the reason that is, is because Matt Stafford can have these short screen passes. He can do these short slants, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be enormous throws from Stafford. As long as he gets the ball to cup, then cup creates the magic. It's what he's able to do after making that reception that makes him so dynamic, makes him so elusive and so hard to tackle and scheme against. So that's why I think he's such a valuable play here and for this team. And you talk about the writers and the narrative. because they realized Femi that, you know, maybe we couldn't give him the regular season MVP because it's so tough with the receiver. This would be the time to do it. If he still has a game like seven catches for a touchdown and over a buck 25, I could absolutely see that being enough to warrant him being Super Bowl MVP. So not that staff, I mean, again, it makes sense why Stafford's a short shot, but if you want a little bit more value because of how talented he is, I would definitely take cup over Stafford.
2: Yeah, I think the point that you brought up there, that last point is the handicap for Cooper cup is that he almost has the narrative working in his favor more than Matthew Stafford does because all throughout the regular season, Cup was seen as the most valuable player of that offense. Now, if you ask the Rams, I'm sure they'd rather play a football game with Stafford. Uh, If they had to choose one of the two or so and they couldn't have one of their guys, the quarterback's the most important player. But just the narrative around that team and Cooper Cup being even involved in MVP. Hell, he got an MVP vote in the regular season. So I think that narrative works in Cooper Cup's favor there. That plus 550 is definitely A realistic thing to happen if the Rams were to win this game. A guy I wanna sell you on, and I'm gonna reveal one of my plays here, actually one of my props that I have on my uh, very, very large prop menu here. It's the buffet, we're eating good. But Odell Beckham jr. He's 25 to one over at bet rivers. And the reason why I've kind of identified Odell is that if a lot of the attention goes over to Cooper cup, the Rams have shown that they're willing to go to Odell Beckham jr. In the red zone. He's a really fantastic after the catch type of receiver here. I think Odell at 25 to one is maybe a not go too hard. Like you said, maybe a little couch money to throw on Odell. If he has a big game in the super bowl.
3: I agree with you, Femi. And look, we talked about Aaron Donald and his value shrinking to 11 to one. If you want to find a guy with a longer shot on the Rams, OBJ would be the next man in line. You're right. What if the Bengals really try to limit Cooper cup, double team him, something OBJ has been a threat in the red zone. And he does have somewhat of a narrative going around him too. If he was able to come to the Rams, win his Bowl, and then an MVP, my goodness, that would be
2: (laughs) insane, but I don't hate it. Yeah. No, what a story that would be after what we saw and how things ended over with the cleveland browns we'll see how that unfolds super bowl mvp interesting discussion interesting value on the board here as we are just hours away from kickoff on the other side it's time to prop about it danny burke's super bowl 56 prop shelf we'll discuss here it's point spread sunday on and the sports betting network
0: is Point Spread Sunday on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Coming Later today, Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, sits down with VEASAN for only his second interview ever. His first was with 60 Minutes, and now he joins legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger for an in-depth conversation discussing the current state of sports betting, advice to gamblers based on his life as a sports bettor as well as his upcoming memoirs. This exclusive interview is only available on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Then watch the complete interview today at noon Eastern only on VEASAN.com. That's going to be absolutely fantastic. Perfect way to get you set for Super Bowl Sunday. It is Point Spread Sunday here, coming to you from the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femia Bebefe alongside my man Danny Burke, who is out in Chicago, host of the Chicago City cast. And Danny, on Point Spread Sunday in the regular season, we had a segment we like to call Stop, Drop, Shut Them Down, Open Up Props, where we discussed (laughs) all sorts of props throughout the NFL. But for today, we have specialized some props that you have identified to where there could be a little bit of value, and we're going to prop about it. It is Danny's Super Bowl 56 prop shelf. So here are the handful of props that we have, and we'll start with Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon, Danny. And you're looking at his rushing yards prop, which right now is lined at 65.5 over at Bet Rivers. What intrigues you here about RB1 for the Bengals?
3: Yeah. So looking at Joe Mixon, I mean, there's no denying what he's been able to do. He's an outstanding player and he can absolutely go off on a game to game basis. But overall this season, Femi, he's averaging 63 rushing yards per game. And as you alluded to his prop is at 65 and a half. Now that doesn't mean he's guaranteed to go under, but let's look at the sample size In 19 games that he's been involved with this year. He has only gone over it in eight out of 19 games. Furthermore, the defense he's going against is going to be tough to say the least, right? I mean, the Rams front seven are just absolutely lethal. There are a bunch of dogs up there with Aaron Donald Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, uh, just in the rest of the crew. There is really going to make his day probably a nightmare. They're limiting opposing tailbacks to 3.9 yards per carry this whole year altogether. More recently, this postseason, opposing tailbacks limited to just 3.1 yards per carry. Only six opposing running backs have gone over this mark of 65 and a half rushing yards versus the Rams this entire season. No running back has gone over it during the postseason. In fact, the closest one was Leonard Fournette. He had about 51 rushing yards, so really didn't sniff it at any point in the game. And Joe Mixon, he did go over it against Kansas City, totaled 88 rushing yards. But I think we can all agree that Kansas City's run defense is a little bit different than the Rams. Mm-hmm. Overall, Los Angeles with that fifth-ranked DVOA run defense is going to wreak havoc on him. I think if they're conservative in the first place, because Zach Taylor, a lot of times against Kansas city was running the ball on that first down. It was very traditional, right? I don't think they're going to do that, but if they try, I think he'll be limited and then they'll abandon it. And if you're in the same kind of thought process and I am thinking, yeah, this is a game that the Rams are going to win and that my assumption would be and hope for that they have the lead in a majority of this game, then they're probably going to have to abandon the run at some point, play catch up and throw the ball more. So I think 65 and a half is a little bit too high. So I took Joe Mixon under that.
2: Yeah, that last point really hits the nail on the head there, especially if you believe this Rams team is going to win the game. There's just, there might not be the opportunities for Joe Mixon to go over his prop there. And the Rams run defense, you brought it up, like, they have been really good here in these playoffs. They get all of the hype for how they can rush the passer, and rightfully so, with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, those guys able to get after the quarterback. But against the 49ers, who everybody said was going to bully them in the NFC title game, they only allowed 50 rushing yards on 20 attempts for the folks that at home doing the math that's two and a half yards per carry there so I think this Rams run defense is definitely up for the task and if they do build a lead they can slow down Joe Mixon and that under on 65 and a half there is a pretty good look let's stay with the Rams defense here Danny and talk about their best defensive back Jalen Ramsey probably the best cornerback in the league what intrigues you about Jalen Ramsey's props here today yeah, I
3: was going over some of these tackling props the other night on Rush Hour, and this one really stood out to me. Jalen Ramsey has a total tackles prop with three and a half. Now, they also count assists. So if it's solo tackles or assists, those are combined and will add up for the total tackles. So that's filtered into this prop. So three in the hook was the number, Femi. Juice was on the over minus 134, and I was fairly comfortable laying that price considering he's averaging four and a half total tackles per game this season. He has gone over over three and a half total tackles and not only 12 out of 19 games this season, but two out of three postseason games had four against the 49ers, four against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only had one against the 49ers. But I think you got to take that into context a little bit, knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo really wasn't throwing the ball downfield on a consistent basis. Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Burrow. Two different quarterbacks, right? I mean, Joe Burrow's going to be slinging the ball on a consistent basis, we could assume. And if the matchup does persist of Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey, if they do end up going man to man frequently, and even if they don't, but assuming they do. Jamar chase is going to have a high volume of targets, right? That's his number one guy. That's a guy that needs to go off in order for Cincinnati to perform well. So that'll open up the opportunities for Jalen Ramsey to get a lot more tackles. So if that's going to be the case, I think you're getting a pretty solid price of three and a half, despite laying minus one thirty four. I still think it's worth a look for Ramsey over three and a half total tackles.
2: Yeah, he's one of the most versatile defensive backs in the league there. He can do the follow the guy and and guard Jamar Chase the entire game. He also plays that star position that they've kind of coined in that Rams defensive scheme to where he's almost in the middle of the field where the action is. So uh, I can definitely see him going over three and a half tackles there. He's a really good tackling corner, which is good for your prop there as well. He's not going to be out there whiffing on tackles and stuff. Um, Let's look at the Rams offense Now we're going to get to the Bengals here just a bit. All the Bengals lovers and people who like the Bengals in this game. We're going to get to them. Danny has them on his prop shelf, but first the Rams and the first downs that they might acquire in this football game. What do you like with this total first downs prop with the LA Rams? This might be one of my favorite props
3: Femi, And this is hoping that the game doesn't get too far out of hand to where the Rams dominate. I mean, it's funny that I say that because I'm laying the floor with the Rams, but if they're just (laughs) dominating the game, this might not be so well for this prop. Nevertheless, the total first downs by the Rams is at 20 and a half. The over is minus one and a quarter. And that is what I laid. The Rams are averaging 21 first downs per game this season, more so the last three games, meaning this postseason they're getting about 22 first downs per game, Cincinnati this year, allowing opponents 21st downs per game throughout this postseason. 21. Let's look at the sample size though. So the Rams had 24 at Tampa Bay. 25 versus San Francisco and 16 versus Arizona. Gotta take the Arizona game into context. That was a spot to where they really didn't need to be methodical, right? I mean, they had boom mm-hmm. plays that contributed to their offense, or they benefited from great field position because of the lack of dominance on the offensive side from Kyler Murray and company. All right, well, let's look at the Bengals then. How many first downs did they allow their opponents this postseason? They allowed 24 to Kansas City. 23 to Las Vegas and 16 to Tennessee, taking the Tennessee game into account, terrible offense. Tannehill had what three, four interceptions. They couldn't get anything going. And we know the Rams offense is going to be a lot better than Tennessee is. So I think you're pretty safe here. Assuming it's not going to be a complete blowout that the Rams can get over 20 and a half first downs.
2: Yeah, I'm also looking at Bet Rivers right now. They have team with the longest drive in terms of time. Let's say the Rams are up trying to salt the clock going into that four-minute offense. Rams minus 108 in that market. The Bengals minus 115. So if you like the Rams to lead in the fourth quarter to where they try to milk the clock and use that ground game, maybe you can have a look there at longest drive in terms of the time. Dan, we got about a couple minutes left. You have two special teams props as it pertains to the Cincinnati Bengals.
3: Yeah. Let's talk about Kevin Huber. I mean, I love props, Femi. I know you guys do too, but seldom do we get to see a punting prop. So I was all (laughs) in on this bad boy, but Kevin Huber and his total yards of his longest punt 52 in the hook was the number. Now he's averaging 53 yards per punt overall, and he's gone over 52 and a half as his longest punt in 12 out of 19 games this season. He's gone over it in two out of 3 postseason games. His longest was 54 at Arrowhead, 57 versus the Raiders state under it at Tennessee at 48, but looking at games where he's played in a dome and now I get it. SoFi technically isn't a dome, but let's be honest, it's pretty much a dome, but <laughs> yeah. uh, against the Raiders, he had 58 against the he had a 58 yard punt. Assuming that the Rams defense can stop the Bengals enough, I think you get a good amount of opportunities for Huber to go over 52 and a half, which he has done a majority this season. So I played him over 52 in the hook on that. And then the other one, as you were alluding to Evan McPherson, I got to ride the McPherson train. Over a half successful field goals by the Bengals, so I'm just betting that the Bengals will kick a field goal successfully in the first half. Minus 143. He had two made field goals in the first half versus the Raiders. Three in the first half at Tennessee and one on the road against Kansas City. And it's the philosophy that you gotta instill looking that this Bengals team is gonna be more prone to settling for a field goal in the first half just to get points on the board. In the second half, they're probably gonna be more aggressive on fourth and short. They know they need the bigger points if they're gonna be trailing. But in the first half, yeah, we trust this guy who can hit kicks from fifty yards out. So we'll probably be okay with settling for it. So that's why I bank on them making a field goal in the first half.
2: I will be rooting for that prop as well well as somebody who was invested in the amount of field goals to be made here on super sunday danny our number one is already down went by fast but we got a lot planned for our number two starting at the top of the hour on the other side of the break will hill host of the new york city cast joins the show to tell us who he likes here on super bowl sunday it is point spread sunday here stay with us and the sports betting network